You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 18, Freak Force 5 and 6. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the only podcast that draws like John Byrne. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. And I'm Craig Olson. And I really wish I could draw like John Byrne. I mean, you will. No. You will. Give it time. <laughs> In, on a long enough timeline, we all do. I'm not even sure uh, that's something I want. <laughs> you don't. I wish I, I could at least draw like Vic Bridges. You know... What a backhanded compliment. I don't know why people compare him to Burn, because Bridges is good. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, oh, come on. I like Burn. You guys don't like Burn? Um, I have no opinion on him. I just don't care. I, just, I mean, I'm indifferent. Burn is what I call, like, DC 90s, late 80s house style. It's yeah, like it's absolutely. not interesting. I don't know, man. He was like a superstar in the set. Yeah, I don't understand I, it. I, I loved him as a kid. I mean, I understand. I still do. His X Men run is, you know, what put him on the map. But I mean, even that, in my opinion, he's no, uh, he's no, um, Ethan Van Siver. No, no, I'm oh, going Jesus. To go, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> really, wipe your mind. Wipe your mind. I know. <laughs> Guys, I love John Byrne. I love all his stuff. Even I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna apologize. Babe? Did you read Babe? Either, wait, no, I did not. You fucking liar! You're a fake fan. His what? What is it, Babe? Yeah, Babe. Yes, I, I am a fake fan. I don't know. I like all of his his Marvel and DC rehash stuff. All his Kirby rewritten, kind of rehashed, kind of. Wait, explain fan for fiction. somebody who doesn't know shit about Burn. Explain what that means. His rehash stuff. What do you mean? Well, I feel like Burn. It obviously loves Kirby and seems to have taken on a lot of Kirby properties and breathed new life into them. Like his Fantastic Four run is pretty well known and it's a pretty great run. It's actually my second favorite run after Kirby. And then it's just like with Eric uh, making fun of him, you know, with um, always. Well, yeah, Johnny Redbeard stuff. I mean, he had a run on Namor where he redid Namor. I mean, everyone knows his Superman stuff where he... Eric, kind of... Eric's been uh, making fun of Burn since the beginning. I mean, he made fun of yeah. Burn in Freak Force. He made fun of Burn in, uh, in uh, well, Dragon, of course, because the Knicksmen, uh, those, uh, those replacement guys from the Freak Force issue a couple issues back. Um, well, I guess yeah. Company Man Burn was just... You know, shitting and on image. I think it was just. Court. I think it was just really oh. uncool at the time. It wasn't. Hit. Well, I think with Burn, I think he um, 
He wasn't hip he's, daddy. Like you said, he's a company man, and I feel like he was pissed off that he didn't get in on the action in a way. I think it was a lot of jealousy that he was the it guy in the 80s. He was. I get the. I get what you're saying. Because yeah. it would have made sense for him to be a part of Image. All right, so I can now, then fin- he- I, I can now finish my thought. John Byrne is no Dave Cockrum, was the statement I intended to make. <laughs> So you didn't mean Ethan. All right, that's okay. Anyway, I do like Byrne. I think he he reveres Kirby. I think he kind of makes good stories. He does have some trip ups. I I enjoy it. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I like I said, dude. I mean, understand that I don't have feelings one way or the other because this is a guy who works very much in just corporate comics, and so for me, it's like, well, what am I? What would I have read of his? Babe, yeah. Alpha babe, Flight, X Men, Babe, babe is it? Man. <laughs> Next Man, yeah. Next Man, Babe, like that's I, I it. actually like, do. I actually do have most of his Next Men run uh, because I picked them up out of, out of dollar bins. And one of these days, I'm going to read it just to satiate my own curiosity. <laughs> I I mean, I like cartoonists like Eric, guys that can write and draw, and yeah. those are the guys that tend to kind of have longer runs. I feel like in comics, sure. And I enjoy a comic that's got a nice long run by the same team. And if you're writing and drawing, usually it's kind of easier for those guys. I got, yeah, I got, of so. course. I have to say, I I have to just make. I, I know we're talking a lot about John Byrne for no reason, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I got I got to just say this: John Byrne. I don't like John Byrne uh, retroactively because um, as I read le- more and more Legion of Superheroes comics, mm-hmm. I discovered that in the 80s, in the late 80s, when Byrne rebooted Superman, uh, his decisions that Superman was never Superboy directly resulted in basically the destruction of the entire Legion of Superheroes history <laughs> and has led, uh, essentially led to all of the restarts and reboots that have followed. Um, oh, I get it. Yeah, from, that from, would have been very damning. From, one, from the Legion being one of DC's premier titles, like best-selling, just thrown in the trash because Byrne had to have it his way. And the Legion is not allowed to reference <laughs> Superman or Superboy for a number of years. Because, oh because Byrne doesn't like the Legion. Apparently he is does not like Superboy and he does not like the Legion. <laughs> Conceptually. It's I don't weird. Think Byrne likes a lot of stuff. Corporate comics are weird to me that like they will just take they will just let one guy like fucking take the wheel. And Great. like really it's Run. all about sales. At, at, especially in the in the late 80s and the early 90s, it was very auteur-driven. Well, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, still like even with Bendis. It's like, oh, he's an architect. Let's just put him over everything. Oh. Yeah, or for like, a while. Same yeah, with Marvel. Marvel with like New Avengers and stuff. Like Bendis was going to do everything. It was just talking heads for like five years. <laughs> I know, dude. And it was, it was rough. And like even like after Bendis, they're like, oh, here's Matt Fraction. You know, he's going to just do every goddamn thing. And it's like, what it, it's... So weird. What does Bendis do now? He oh. was at DC for a well, while. He, after, he right? is still at DC. In fact, he is now writing Le- uh, uh, Justice League. Uh, he did. He was on the Superman books. He, he relaunched Legion of Superheroes. Now he's <laughs> done. Now he's done with Superman, and now he's writing Justice League. That is what Bendis gotcha. is doing at DC. Was that a fart? Just stick to create her own stuff. Yes. I don't know. I <laughs> crazy thing about Bendis. I know we're we're still tangenting like a motherfucker. Yeah, I'm we're sorry. The weeds. <laughs> we've it's not okay. done. It's interesting. Let's we've go. not Come done on. the intro. <laughs> uh, when I got into comics in the early 2000s, one of the hottest books, according to Wizard Magazine, was Powers. I liked okay. Powers, sure. and this and and I read it for a couple of years, and I 
understand why it was popular, but I don't mm-hmm. like it. I, my, Brian Michael Bendis, in my opinion, cannot write a mystery and stick the landing on it. Every single one of his mysteries one, uh, that he sets up, you'd never get enough information to figure it out on your own. It is always solved in the final issue with information that you never saw coming. Every single murder, time. <laughs> murder, she wrote style. I'd probably have to read it again, but it was a good premise. a good kind of something that really wasn't done before, although it, it did cross over the kind of like superhero cop kind of thing. So it, it translates even to his like uh, his superhero work. Uh, I pri- the only superhero, the only corporate comic Bendis that wrote that I read was Legion of Superheroes, and for fact is it was okay. It is not the best version of Legion, although it has a lot of great ideas. But the big problem is he sets up all these really cool ideas, and he can't stick the landing. He just mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> You yes. just described Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, okay. Well, there you go. I didn't never read Ultimate Spider-Man, but I got a really good feeling based on what you just said that it was a lot of the same shit. It the thing is, is that like what's funny is that I, I I took into the whole. I was a Marvel zombie once too. A lot of people ride masks. They're like, Ooh. no, wait a minute, wait what? Well, no, dude. <laughs> how I've can said, that be? We all start out as Marvel zombies. That's how we get yeah. into this crap. Until all you right, grow up right. and you realize it is never going to change. You grow up and, and you realize like, DC was always better. I mean, you I know. I love that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that uh, it's just like, you know, I bought, I went into that Ultimate thing hard. And I still love the Ultimates. I still think it's great. Because it's almost like an indie book at a, at a corporation. I mean, it, the thing about the Ultimates is that uh, it kind of changed everything. Because anything so, can happen. It's seminal work, you know what I mean? Sure. And that's important. Ultimate Spider-Man by that time. I, I knew the Ultimates was bad when I read it the first time when it was new. Oh, no, Ultimates is good, dude. I, maybe if you like Hitch's art, maybe, but I hate that book. Mm, Mark Miller but... can't. I, Mark Miller's another one, uh, writer I can go off on, but I'm, I'm going to refrain. Basic. Oh, I mean, he's got major lows, but like I'm just saying, like I think he did good, but goddamn, Ultimate Spider-Man, dude. It, I just it was one of those things where I realized I was like, why am I buying this? I was like, it just like goes. How, on how far? On. How far did you actually get on that? Like how long? Did I made it a long time. Did you make it? I made, issue one hundred. I maybe yeah. I mean, I made it a long time. I you just can't you, handle Mark Bagley. It's too. Oh really? For See, me. that's the one thing I liked about <laughs> is I like I like Bagley of all the nineties Spider Man artists. Too milk toast. I like Bagley I, I, probably more than Eric on Spider Man in the nineties. Oh, oh, get out of here. Sorry. No, not we even can't close. be friends. I'm quitting this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just find that he's good for consistency, but he's just boring to me. He's a workhorse, boring. and His that's it. His style is so boring. That's it. Yeah, dude. He's. It wouldn't surprise me if he just had a ultimate Spider-Man stamp. Like, he would just, like, stamp it down and just keep like it looks the same from panel to, talk about talking you, you guys need to read well i'm sure craig has and i, I, I love new warriors uh thunderbolts bagley on thunderbolts fucking choice no, i was already off comics by then uh i got into bagley with uh new warriors and that was one of the first comics i collected and then he followed eric on spider-man and i was done i was like i don't want to like to me spider-man already peaked with eric's art and i just Bagley just wasn't it for me. And at that time, actually, you know, that's when Image was starting, right? When, you know, everyone knows the story after that. And so I kind of walked away. (laughs) 
as you all know. Um, bros, it's been 11 minutes of us going in the weeds. <laughs> Let me do the intro. Just Let's so, go. Because people Let's hate. Go. The thing is, is people hate when you get in the weeds. So 11 minutes of in the weeds is pretty nuts. Especially, right. listen, you're I listening this is to why I, This is why I listen to podcasts. No, yeah, me too. But, um, hey, hey, look, guess what, guys? You're listening to the Savage Fincast Retro. Oh, my God. We, we never, I'm sorry. That's right. Yep. You never said Savage Fincast Retro. We went straight into Burn Talk. Oops. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. That's the whole time, dude. I'm dying inside. I'm like, oh goddamn. Um, <laughs> Start again. No, no, you're good. No, we're gonna roll with this. This is the Savage Fincast Retro, and this is uh, where we take a look back at Savage Dragon and Savage Dragon adjacent comics, like John, and, like John Byrne and Mark Bagley, and <laughs> yeah, and the Ultimates and, ben, right? and Bendis. Yes, all the pa- all these all the Savage Dragon adjacents powers um no but uh, today we got a uh, double header of freak force for you i think they're using <laughs> quad header well sorry that that joke didn't land i, I should have workshopped it more no no <laughs> it'll make sense in a minute <laughs> it'll make sense in a minute but uh you boys feeling freaky um freaky deaky no force. don't say it <laughs> No, listen, I, I'm just saying, I, I'm kind of like, I'm starting to feel my freak flag fly on these issues. These these kind of like, as you know, dear listener, I wasn't the most uh, in love with Freak Force to begin with. One through four left me a little cold. I, I, I'm starting to warm up, dude. I'm having my TMNT uh, Urban Legends moment where I'm coming around a corner on this. Really? So what's warmed you up, what's warmed you up so far? Um, I think this is like getting more interesting. You know, there's less throwaway garbage. Um, you know, Vic's still got weird ass art, bro. And we'll talk about some of my favorite weird stuff. But I think Vic's uh Vic Bridges is getting a little more cozy and comfortable and he's he's getting more into the groove with this. Um, it's starting to gel. Just the the whole package is starting to come together better for me than initially. Where, like, when it first started, I was just like, God, I just wish Eric was drawing this book. But now, dude, I'm okay. I'm, I'm starting to come around on it. And uh, it's still got, like, there's still stuff in here where I'm just like, I'm like, man, is Keith Giffen human? Like, no one talks like this. Oh, they're doing, <laughs> Ke- they're doing Keith Giffen comics. They sure do, dude. Put a sock on it. Not in it. On it. You know what I mean? This is this is pretty much how Justice League International go, talks. Yeah, it's which you probably haven't read. I haven't, but no, nah. but it's starting. I'm saying I'm excited. I'm excited for us to talk about these issues because for me, uh, I knew I would warm up on this shit. And like I'd heard, for instance, I'd heard you guys talk about Absorbing Junior. Um, and I just, see, that's I, never, I actually. I couldn't remember who that was. I had to really rack my brains to remember where I last saw him. And in fact, I'm mm-hmm. looking him up on the wiki right now to doubly refresh my memory. But I'm just saying it's exciting for me because I've, I've heard some, for me, some really big stuff happens in five and six. And, uh, it's exciting to me to kind of finally get to read this stuff. Like I've heard you guys talk about absorbing junior forever, dude. And now I finally like fucking saw him. You know what I mean? Or I heard you guys talk about, like, the Mighty Man reveal forever. And it's like, no, dude, right. I'm actually reading it, you know? it's I don't know. It's pretty well, that's cool. right. If you never read Free Force, you never actually read when Mighty Man was revealed to be Nurse Saint Right. Stevens. 
Right, dude. It was just like, oh, well, shit. And, and that means you didn't read uh, the thing that happens in the next issue. Well, dude, Rapture. That whole Rapture thing. I was like, what? I'll be honest. I assumed this entire time she was just a mutant. I had no idea that was a thing either. I know, dude. I forgot you're reading this for the first time, too. Yeah, I've never read this, dude. So, so it's like, when you got there, weren't you just like, goddamn, Rapture's origin? What? Just like a page. It's so matter of fact, too. Yeah. Just like, meh. Dr. Nirvana. Meh. <laughs> so, no, I'm excited, dude. I think these issues do a lot more cool stuff than one through four combined. And so, yeah, I'm hyped to kind of, I'm feeling the love for Freak Force. It's, it's a good way for Eric to get a lot of development to outside of Savage Dragon. Well, Craig, that's what's freaking me out, man, is these are kind of big developments, and they're not in Savage Dragon, and Eric didn't even write them. Uh, true. I, I mean, he's scripted, scripted, you know. Oh, wait a minute. You, you said the script sounds wonky. Uh, Eric is the scripter. Uh, Given just just uh, plotted and laid it out. Well, who says put a sock on it? Um, clearly Eric Larson, circa nineteen ninety four. There's things. There's moments in here where I'm just like, what? I mean, he's channeling in a lot of ways. He's channeling his inner like Lee Kirby Fantastic Four. So that's the kind of thing that the thing would probably say in nineteen sixties. But like, okay, Screech, howl, let me down, let me down. It's like... Yeah, Screech, howl. (laughs) Screech, howl? Like, that just doesn't feel like Eric dialogue. Wait, who said Screech, howl? Which character? What page? There's a guy... Uh, The guy that's stealing the car. Oh, him, (laughs) yeah. Screech, howl! I suppose that is a little weird. Dude, there's so much... There's weirdnesses abounds. Weirdnesses about choke, but um, nah, man. Like you know, I gotta say, let me ask you guys: the thing with Vic Bridges' art, it's so everything is so flat to me. Yeah, dude. Oh, like, look at that arm on the when you open the issue; it's like a big tube. It's but like the panels. Like when you go from reading an issue of Savage Dragon. To reading an issue of Freak Force, just the layouts are so like vanilla in Freak Force that it stands out so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go from these like exploding panels in Savage Dragon, mm-hmm. all different sizes, to just like those kind of keep square in, drop shadow panels. Which keep, it's it's I don't know. It's just not fun. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. Giffen is laying this out because he though his plotting method is he does roughs for the entire thing. It might not be Vic Bridges' fault. He might be following. Uh, Ooh, good point. Uh, Giffen's lead here. I'm I'm just surprised knowing Eric's work now for two hundred and something issues that he wasn't like, "Hey guys, can you drop this drop shadow look with the panels?" It just it's such a weird thing. And to it's me. the 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 opening splash page is a good example of why it's weird. You say the arm looks kind of flat. I say because it comes off the panel. Uh, mm-hmm. From outside the panel, it actually gives it a little bit of 3D look because he's reaching into the panel. Well, I guess what I meant is it's like just stiff. It's like tubular. And like, but with Barbaric poking his head up the top there, it looks again that bar. Well, it's actually a little weird because he's actually looks behind Mighty Man, uh, mm-hmm. yet he is in front of the panel. So maybe that's not the best example. 
I don't know a better place to throw this in. Bros, Barbaric looks so naked in this issue. Ah, that's kind of true, but he's always been kind of naked. It's like he wears a thong. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude, the thong! Like, okay, jump over for the reader, for the listener. Uh, if you jump over to the page, it's on the right-hand side. At the top of the page, you got Barbaric getting poked in the lip by Ricochet. Yeah. And then the very next panel, I ought to smack you, bro. Barbaric thong. <laughs> well, what else is he gonna wear? I know, but I'm just saying, like it's so up his ass. It's hilarious. I don't think Dart's costume or Rapture's costume is as thong-like. <laughs> it's funny, dude. And, and oh, Vic Bridges weirdness. Look at the carjacker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that dude. That smile. That mouth is insane. I love how he still has the club. It's the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Re- remember the club? Um, that's funny little things. Like one of the letter writers busts Eric Chop Eric's chops for Green Acres. What? And he's like, eh, it's on TV. Somebody's gotta be watching it. And it's like uh the club, another total product of the nineties, dude. I mean, I <laughs> watched Green Acres reruns in the nineties. That was a thing. I know, me too. I'm just saying that, like, it's funny, like, you gotta be careful, like, putting stuff in there. Well, no, no, I disagree. always does It's a real-time book, so in fact, in this case, it actually works. Yep, I pumped the brakes on it. I caught myself. (laughs) I remembered, I was like, oh, wait, that happens in Savage Dragon all the time. Never mind, what the fuck am I talking about? Another weird... Sorry, just Vic Bridges' weirdness. Another Vic Bridges' weirdness. On the panel where Mighty Man is, like, up under the car, you know, go down to Screech How, Screech How. Look at, like, what very much looks like a superhero, which is, like, I don't know, he's doing, like, Shadow Puppet Duck or something. (laughs) Oh, he's just just gesturing. I know, but it's weird. (laughs) Or the thought that Mighty Man would drop a man from that high up down into another man's, like... That is pretty high. That's two stories. That will kill you. (laughs) <laughs> here you go <laughs> there's a bite for the listeners there's this, the scene where mighty man's just kind of emptying out the car door and the the, the thief is just falling two stories down in that typical savage dragon chicago police precinct mm-hmm. so did you actually pick up on what's going on with this car yeah it's a very weird twist it's a very weird twist, but we can't really fully talk about it unless we pop the cherry on number six, really. Wait, no, 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 no. What, what, what okay. Do you, I, okay, I don't actually understand. What do you mean? Because it was... I mean, he's getting carjacked. Yeah, but... And then Mighty Man saves it, and then it turns out it's like Anne's car. Right, it's Anne's car. And oh. when Anne puts it down, right, apparently she... Anne trashes it. And then Anne's pissed at herself for some reason now. I almost feel or like did she like do that on purpose sh- to throw people off her trail? I, I'm, it feels like a throw off. Yeah, but destroy your car for a fucking throw off. I mean, you can fly, and it's insured. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, good call. Yeah. Um, did you, yeah yeah Jim? For me, that was very confusing for a minute. Uh, because here's the thing: is of course, I mean, I know, I know the reveal. I won't say it, but like. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is, what's Ed going on about, dude? She's raising all kinds of hell. Well, it's what it, what it seems like is she recognized the car, so the only way for Mighty Man to explain how he knew it was being stolen is to know that it was his car. 
So in order to cover that up, he smashed the car. So that Anne would get angry about it. And so that would throw people off. It's still weird. That yeah, that is a stretch of Rooney, dude. That is <laughs> that is a stretch and a half, but one one thing we glazed over, uh, or we didn't even discuss is uh we meet uh and I call him Jerry the Inhabitor, and I don't know why. It's it's like calling somebody I don't know. Some like saying Jerry the Inhabitor. They must rev- they must call him that throughout the series. I don't know why I don't just call him the Inhabitor. Right. But uh, he he becomes kind of a major character in Freak Force, and I think it crosses over into Savage Dragon as well. And we'll learn more about him. But he basically can control inanimate objects. Wait, who's Jerry the Inhabitor? He's the guy who makes the building attack him at the beginning. Oh, at the very beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, that never got resolved in either of these two issues, so I have no idea. Oh, I guess you do see that one guy in the one page. Okay, so I guess that's the explanation. Yeah, he's the guy out on the street, and the guy's yeah. like, so he's not, it. so he's not he's named, like, and he doesn't come back up again for the next two issues. So I guess I forgot about him. There's some real good slow drip. Um, I was gonna say Craig has got to be like in heaven because man, they are slow dripping the the teases <laughs> out left and right, dude. And right. I like it too. Like I think it's cool as shit. Like kind of like absorbing Junior. Like he just is like soon. You know, he just like sees him in the like distance and stuff. It's good, right? It's good stuff. Did you guys catch uh, that Eric has a cameo as well as Vic Bridges? Do they, uh, Officer Bridges, the- uh, with the coffee there, and then Eric on the bulletin board? All right, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, in the okay. police, in the police scene. He apparently loses feeling in his head. <laughs> Bros. Oh, Eric, Vic. in the in the the news article, was it say Larson loses feeling in head? Yeah, it <laughs> says Larson loses feeling in his head. Salmon juice, salmon olive juice is a hit. Man weds elephant. Your eyes are better than mine. Famous cartoonist eaten by frogs. Now, who do you think that is? No idea. Inside jokes we'll never know. Listeners are probably like, oh my god, you idiots. You don't know who got eaten by frogs? What a dummy. Um, bros, Vic Bridges has like a... Uh, he loves that daisy. Like that daisy pattern on like Anne's dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves that. If you look, that daisy shows up so much. <laughs> like later. Well, it, it, it is a nice little touch. It makes your dress you know, not be just like a flat color i'm saying like look on sam hayes's tie there's there's the daisy like you'll see it in picture frames like the daisies are fucking everywhere dude oh i see what you're saying it's like everywhere man this one this one everywhere this this one cop looks like omni-man which one the one next to the oh uh, yeah yeah (laughs) fantastical force page the panel right before it um this is this is probably why. And again, like I'm gonna come off the bridges. Hey, like dude, now he's there's like I'm I'm adapting to it. And like I actually even think this issue is full of like really good stuff. But part of the reasons why, like you know, it was hard is again I just keep and it's unfair, but I keep unfairly like 
comparing him to like Eric and like you know you've seen these characters that I just associate with Eric's art and like Nurse Ann Stevens looks so cute the way Eric draws her yeah and bro Vic has given her such a mo haircut she always has had a mo haircut what are you talking about no but it's cute when Eric draws I actually think he draws I actually think Vic draws really attractive women and that includes Ann and Phyllis here I love the 80s hair you like their big jaws (laughs) oh my god You'd love burn. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd love burn, dude. It looks like burn art. Jim I, just learned he I, loved burn. I will say <laughs> the uh, the um, invisible girl, whatever her actual name is, on uh, the, she's got the, a good trans- name. The splash Trish. splash page is a very transparent Trish. Yep, uh, she has a very burn face. I, I will say that that I can see. Um, these so, guys, the Fantastic Four stand-ins. Yeah. <laughs> they are pretty great. Really? You like these guys, but not, not the previous, like, losers. The throwaways? Yeah. The goddamn literally named throwaways? No. I still it, hate the throwaways, but I think that these it is guys... Pretty, it, it is pretty funny, though, the, the issue before we get the throwaway Fantastic Four guys, and then we get the actual Fantastic Four <laughs> doppelgangers here. Right. I like, don't know. They still really kind of suck. I mean, Super Patriot was probably going to beat him on his own. True, true. But I'm just saying, seeing Mighty Man punch a guy with four heads. Now I was. I will say. I will say Rushmore is a really good name, though. Yeah, Rushmore's fantastic, dude. And each of the heads have different personalities. So good. Right. Dude. So good. That's what I'm saying. Is like, there's just. These are so much better than just a bunch of, like, douchebags in purple and black leotards. <laughs> For the listeners, what do we got? We got Stretcho, the human sparkler, Rushmore, yeah. and Transparent Tish, the fantastical force. <laughs> mm-hmm. As subtle as a sledgehammer to the crotch. But at, least, like- at least we get a decent villain at the end, though. Yeah, dude, Absorbing Junior. So this guy's... Okay, first of all, he actually has a really unique design. He does, dude. Like, from design alone is how I remember that we've seen him before. I actually forgot his name. Um, dude, I want to tell you, his design is very John Byrne. Very John Byrne. With, like, the, the weird arms like that. That's definitely, like, how he draw Byrne draws, like, beefy robots like that. It's weird. Even the boots and stuff. <laughs> you know what? That's awesome. But the the you know, he's got that like pitch black like body and then just the mechanical arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like but his powers like have nothing to do with like how he looks. He just absorbs <laughs> your abilities by right. touching you. And so apparently he only t- he turns up two more times, well, three counting the next issue. And I guess he shows up in a deadly duo issue, which I guess I will get to one of these days. But anyway, um, the only way, the only reason I know him is because he shows up in that Zeke backup in in one twenty in one eighty six. Oh yeah, right. And I guess that's also where he dies. So rip. Did you guys notice that Vic's putting in the work, uh, drawing Super Patriots like arm transformations? He is. He is. Tra- yeah. He is trying. Yes. I appreciate click, it. Click clack. Well, I'm just saying. I like. I really like. You know, like I said, like Super Patriots arms like out to the left and right, and then just. Converging in a bunch of tubes into the center, and he's it's like, good, he's like, he's like using them strategically to like uh, grab ledges and 
step down to the street and yeah, other stuff. He doesn't have to be like super fancy like Johnson does. He just has to be utilitarian about it, and that's all you really need to, you know, get some good super patriot stuff out of it. Well, I also think like what's working for Bridges is like with his panel breaking, you know, the weird like three dimensional panel breaking. He's getting like like that leg coming down off the bleed down into the panel. That's great, and you know. Even that, like, panel on the top of the opposing left-hand page where, like, the water, Super Patriot, you can see him down through a hole in the floor that is up above him. Yeah. And the water's, like, pouring down into the, like, from the top of the floor yeah, that's down. Cool. into It's good, dude. There's I'm saying, like, Bridges is really stepping it the fuck up. So, hell yeah, dude. I, like, that's the thing is, as I was reading this, I was just like, you know what? He's getting better dude go listen we're not gonna not talk about absorbing junior's facial hair his soul patch yes dude the hitler the super hitler oh right because oh that's right he does have a hitler mustache yeah sure are you sure that's not a shadow let me double check no dude it's a stash it's a total stash it doesn't come off as as crazy because he's got the soul patch that kind of matches but See now that see I hadn't noticed that and now I can't stop seeing it. Dude, but look thank, at the nineties hit he's like nineties Hitler. Nineties <laughs> Hitler, dude. Look at it. Like like look at the if you need to know it's a mustache, look at the very last page where, you know, Mighty Man's wrists clack together. Right. And you can see there's the Hitler stash clear as day. What? Yeah, like these are strong. Like I'm just saying, like Vic is just turning in like there's some stuff in here that's strong as hell. Like, if you look at this, like, you know, last page, Mighty Man Revealed, that page is strong as a motherfucker, dude. It's flawless. So, yeah, it really, like, turned a fucking corner for me in this issue, guys. I like the colors and everything with the, the wrist kind of snap on that last page, and then you see, like, the Mighty Man star in that center panel with mm. the doom. Mm-hmm. It's a cool touch. Very cool colors on the uh, Fantastical Force fight. Uh, like, the sparkler has some cool stuff. But if you look at, like, the uh, little lightning effect when Super Patriot is shooting Rushmore in the chest. Like, there's a lot of work, like, in that coloring. You know what I mean? Like, that's not drawn. Like, the colorist put that in there. Yeah. It says here the colorist is Gloria Vasquez. And I've uh, never heard of her. It's good, dude. It's good. Like I said, this this was for me like a nine out of ten, like issue. Like this was pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. it you get the Super Patriot and Mighty Man in action, which is always a bonus because mm-hmm. honestly, you don't get as much of them as you like sometimes. Yeah. And oh yeah. You get some seeds of the uh, future villainy, and you get a little bit of stuff with Dart and Rapture, but not as much. I uh, should hope. Uh, but yeah, as far as like uh, action issue, it's got a lot going on. You know, we didn't even talk about it either it's that Eric actually drew the cover to this issue with Jerry Ordway. Oh, that explains why it, which it looks cool so different. Cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. And awesome. then uh, we also get the epilogue, which I love in comics. You know, you get that extra page after the letters. So yeah, I mean, Craig, this is, I this love is, that dude. This is. You can tell that uh, Giffen is the layout guy on this because Giffen does this in this era. Giffen does this shit all the time with the same shot slightly changed over and over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say this. 
this is where the drop shadows should not have should have been dropped. Yeah, because you created a very weird thing, right? Yeah, you're putting the drop shadows on a black background. <laughs> so I didn't even realize it was. I just see like this weird funky square, like white squares. And that's the thing; it becomes funky squares instead of you know squares. <laughs> funky squares. Um, guys, I would be remiss if I did not note in our letters. Uh, well, hold on. Let me first say that Craig, I totally agree. Uh, I love the page after the letter section. Yep, yep. I love that. And, Jim, didn't you say last time that that's like a GIF and trademark? I mean, I just said it this time. Okay, this time. Okay, just checking. Yeah, because he did the same thing with the barbaric after credits thing. Uh, right. Uh, last time, where basically you just have the same shot, just in- either not change at all or change increment- increment- incrementally. Incrementally. In- Incrementally, <laughs> uh, I mean Eric's good at that stuff too. Eric, I mean the the uh, that that the fly story is all that. Well, I meant just getting an extra page. Like it felt like a after the credits. Yeah, because clearly this is leading to something. This is set up for something. Something from space is coming to Earth. What does it mean? Yeah, and I love it. I love it, dude. I love having that element teased out. Um, that's something that I would like to even see Dragon. Uh, proper use you know what i mean yeah like just you imagine you're reading an issue of dragon then you get past the letters and like you're expecting to see the funnies and instead you just see like a fucking page of like a rocket ship coming to earth with no explanation you'd be like what so good dude um in the letters column real quick i just want to say that there is a letter hack that is very much stepping into his own unique voice uh nz quig we got we got a regular Satira's Gravis with that one. <laughs> very, very unique letter writing style, and um, also uh, it's funny because I love reading these old ass uh, these old ass issues and seeing finheads that I see active in the community now. Uh, shout outs to B Clay Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talked to him yesterday. Here's his letter from all these years ago, 1994. Wait, you talked to, talk to him yesterday? I mean, just, you know, on the forums, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like on the Facebook group. Man, I miss, but, I miss Birds of Prey. Not Birds of Prey, what am I saying? Uh, Birds of Paradise. Bird of Paradise. I don't know. There's two There's two guys. There's one on our forum, and then there's the actual uh, comic creator. What, you think well, they're two different wait, 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 you think they're two different people? Yeah, uh-huh. that's. I'm saying I. I'm not saying that I think the sculptor wrote this letter. I'm no, saying no, no, he, no, 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 no. The guy writes Hawaiian Dick and well, yeah, Hawaiian ex-patriot Dick and B, B. Claymore. Well, no, I'm not different saying the writer. Than, I'm saying I think this is the fan. Just so everyone knows, I don't think that. I'm saying I think this is the fan that interacts today on the Facebook group also wrote this letter. Hold on. I don't think so. I think this is the writer of the Image comics and a couple other comics. Raven. What? Raven. Yeah. Really? I'm serious, Raven. There's a there's a fan that's like claim like something Claymore. There's a different fan. I I I swear. So wait, you think this B Claymore is like the writer the of Hawaiian, Hawaiian Dick. Dick? Yeah. Yeah. Who else would oh, it yes. be? How many B Claymores do you know? Apparently 3. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. That makes it cooler in a different way. 
So this is a letter from like the writer of Hawaiian Dick. Well, That's it's, it's cool. no, it's a, yeah, because he li- he's from Kansas. Too, it, he's he's the so. guy who's going to grow up to become the writer of Hawaiian Dick in ten years. <laughs> right, right. Oh my! Well, that makes that even cooler to me. Cooler than what I thought. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure what you thought. Just so no, no just there's another guy with a fan. similar name that's a Savage Dragon fan. So, yeah, I, so, but they're not the same person on the Savage Dragon like group because correct. Okay, that's weird. That, that I that, guess he's not the Hawaiian Dick. He's like someone else. That okay. That 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 was my confusion. That there would be somebody with the same name in that circle with the same name. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very close because because it's, it's perfectly logical to me that B Claymore, the Image comic writer, would be in the Savage Dragon group. Uh, especially if he's writing letters in 1994. Uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, Olaf Beamer or Augie showing up. Like, they're writing letters in this, and they're active in the Facebook group. That's all I thought. As I thought it was just another, like, active fan. But it's cooler still that it's the writer of Holy oh, Dick. I, I just checked the Facebook. I just Googled the name. And you're right. There is a B. Claymore, who is the comic writer. And there's a Claymore... Who is not? That's fascinating. There you go, dude. That's the whole thing. That's yeah, that but, was my con- but but Clay, Claymore is not B Claymore. They're two. They are two different people. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's funny because he's really shitting on that issue. <laughs> he's he's really shitting on number four. You know, gets a sigh. Eric writes a sigh in there. Oh, just saying, these letters are good, dude. These are these are funny. As Wait, shit. is that what he's complaining about? That he wrote the word "sigh"? No, no, no. I'm saying that like B. Oh, Claymore, oh, oh, oh. The response is the the word "sigh." Right, uh. right, right. Like he really shit on Freak Force Four, and then like Eric's like, "Sigh, honestly, Clay. I don't think we've become that predictable." It's pretty good. It's yeah. just funny. Good shit. And I love these, like, just fans, man. It's like no social graces. Eric's too. Eric, Dragon is too cool for this book. He <laughs> rocks in his own title. It's well, so. Funny. I can assure you, Dragon is not too cool for anything. <laughs> what do you think about most of it? It's probably like 14, 15 year old kids. Oh, yeah. Right. These... Voice is cracking. Um, but the burn thing comes from this. Like, almost every letter is people saying, like, Vic draws like burn. Vic draws like burn. Almost every letter, dude. Vic draws like burn. Vic draws like John Byrne. One guy says, Eric, I think Vic even draws better than you. I mean, that's a good compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is funny. I don't know. Just I, I, mean, I mean, it could just be a... See, some people didn't like what the image guys were doing. They thought it was too weird so when you get a book like this it looks more traditional they'd be more into it yeah um that's the funny thing like talking about where readers were in 1994 and it's funny how different this book is from everything else image was doing right and the readers reacted to it apparently like they were like hey dude like you know this is not grim and gritty like this is fun like this is kind of like a breath of fresh air like you see that sentiment over and over and over again so well Think about this, like, it's 1994, it's only 10 years since 84, and you've got this whole, you know, this whole group of readers that still love John Byrne and follow that and still love those 80s comics, so 10 years is not that much, and so they're still enjoying, you know, 
this different kind of take, like you said. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. There are way better ones uh, going on, though, so we should uh, look at these ads. Don't you like to look at the ads? Oh, we do. we got we got to see where we are. It's uh, another bitchin' it. issue, guys. What did you expect? <laughs> well, uh, I expect uh, face slashing. <laughs> I like the Fiend's uh, Spawn, clearly Spawn-esque costume. I, I expect the name of the comic to be on the cover twice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then we got the t-shirt ad. We're very familiar with that by now. Yeah, that, that's been popping up a lot lately. Guys, Cyberforce is back, but I gotta ask you, where was it? Um, well, that's a good question too. Although I am, I am recent have recently been acquiring many, many early image books from dollar bins, and Cyberforce is one of them. Like pretty much every comic except Spawn, mm-hmm. uh, everything started out as a miniseries. So probably right. it, it the miniseries concluded, and it just took a year to come back. That makes yeah. perfect sense. They, I mean, they didn't know how these comics were gonna fare. So they all started off with miniseries. As best I can tell, Spawn and Youngblood. Wait, did Youngblood was a miniseries? I can't. No. No, Youngblood just kept going. Uh, but everything else was miniseries based. Dragon, uh, Cyberforce, Wildcats, and... Uh, and uh, Oh, really? Wildcats was miniseries? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. I, uh, I got both number ones. One and only Wildcats. So... Um, so what happened to Youngblood, I guess is, oh, actually, before we get there, uh, Pit's coming, Pit number five in Black Hold and on, White. I'm sorry I get to say this. Before we leave Cyberforce, bros, I saw a, an e-girl on Twitter do a, like, TikTok, like, using super speed dressed as Velocity. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, in the year 2021 of our <laughs> Lord and Savior, there's a Velocity fan that loves Velocity enough to not just dress like them, but to use kind of like, I don't know how people do special effects and are not in TV and movies, but to use special effects to simulate super speed? What? I don't know. It's worth bringing up. Velocity is the only character in Cyber Force I find memorable, so maybe there's something there. You know, like Ripclaw? Oh, God, no. Good God. Look at him. I feel like we talk about Striker like every four episodes. Is that oh, is that is that, is that is that gun guy's name? Multiple arms on one side. Who, who who's uh not Psylocke? <laughs> You're mean. I am mean. I call it Do how it like is. Ma- I, I call my shots. I'm not afraid to say Super Patriot is a Captain America knockoff, but cooler. No velocity is awesome though. You're right, and. I think she's got a great look, too. Apparently, she joins Jungblood at some point. I gotta figure out what that's about, which is weird. Hey, Jim, you've been reading Pit more. Are you into the Pit? No, I haven't read it yet. I've got issue one and I've got issue three. So I, just, I gotta fill in more to actually get the gumption up to read it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, I didn't realize Vanguard was still going on at this point. Because we, we, I feel like we reviewed it Last a long issue. time ago. It's too gosh darned perfect. Gosh darn. Um, bros, how do you like this what's happened to young blood with the silhouette of like clearly troll die hard and <laughs> Bull cut? Bandana guy? I don't know. Oh, um Grifter, <laughs> just, right? No, that's Wildcats, never mind. 
I just read that whole image, like that whole awesome apocalypse, and I still don't remember that guy's name. And he was the murderer. <laughs> so was Team Youngblood like a replacement book because Youngblood went on hiatus or something? Um, basically, that, that's what this picture in a vacuum implies to me. Yeah, it was like a shakeup. That's all. Like Rob had like fifty billion Youngblood characters. He sure does. I bought a lot. Was of them. Team Youngblood and the one that never be drew? I don't think so. I don't think so. I know I think... Bad Bad Rock and Company was not uh, Todd Knock. Uh, I don't know who did Team Youngblood. Oh wait, Jay Lee was Youngblood Strike File with uh, Oh yeah, Chapel. And then lastly, Eric right. Larson presents the Savage Dragon sculpture. Well, here's the other Claymore. In right. this case, Claiborne Moore. A lot of Claymores <laughs> out there. Uh-huh. It's a veritable minefield of Claymores, right? Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, you know him, you love him, you want to own one of them. Limited edition of, uh, I wonder how many of these still exist with their fin intacts, because apparently they are very prone to breaking. <laughs> Send check or money order in U.S. funds. <laughs> <laughs> to Savage Dragon Sculpture, P.O. Box. And then pray and hope that it, you get it in six to eight weeks. Only $150. I mean, a statue like that would cost a lot more these days. Oh, yeah, dude. It's funny. the uh, And it's nine inches tall. Like, it's, thing's fucking huge. Of course, these days, you, was... these days you could crank something like this out in a PV, PVC. Yeah. A lot cheaper. Resin. <laughs> Resin cast that bitch, rotoscope it. So crazy thing, we got another issue to talk about. Yeah, a good one, dude. This is good. Like this is what I'm saying is to me these uh, freak forces were just fucking back to back kick ass action. And I love cover text, guys. Yeah, it's great. I love cover text as well. It'd be, it'd be better if there was a speech balloon, but I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally agree. The uh, clacking the wrist together, and we get to see. Another, like, when you flip it open, like another super patriot just shocked. <laughs> Mighty man, is that you? <laughs> and then Anne decides yeah, just, to try it. It's just a continuation her. from five. So you, if you flip five to six, it's like just the reverse image, I guess. Right. But, uh. Oh, it's been redrawn. Like no, 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 it's, yeah. no, it's been redrawn. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because there's and, reflections in his eyes and everything. Anne is yep. shockingly calm about all this. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this was huge, man, this this issue. I mean, when we're finding out for the first time, think about, like, the readers reading Savage Dry, and it's like, fuck, what? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and again, like, I got to give it to Vic. Like, this double-page spread is fucking awesome. Except for the lady's face behind Super Patriot. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it looks more grisly, right? doesn't look like she's dead. Like decapitated. Yeah, like a severed head. Yeah. Just like fucking a dead person behind him. Jim, how do you like that super Hitler? Oh Jim now Jordan. now it's really obvious now that you <laughs> pointed it out and I don't and I can't imagine it's just a, a weird shadow. <laughs> he has a very long nose, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you know, I think you, you were talking about how uh, Vic draws women. I, I think this Anne looks great. Oh, yeah, and looks really good here. Um, she looks a lot worse when you just flip the page and she gets the square jaw. Um, 
Super Preacher really should have been, I think, thinking what he is saying here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrote that down as a note, too, if this was a more, a newer, more modern Eric comic, it would be Thought Bubbles. Right, because, again, this is not the kind of thing you want fucking Absorbing Junior to know. See, that's sort of what I would say is, like, the one plot hole in all of this, is that Absorbing Junior knows who she is now. Fuck yeah, he does. That's the goddamn blabberjaw down there on the ground. And that's never really addressed. I thought maybe him getting whacked in the back of the head was, like, the explanation. Amnesia. But it's never, like, brought up. While you're bringing why, why up... Why do you guys think that Thought Bubbles just went away in the 90s? Like, people were just done with it. I blame, uh... I blame Alan Moore. I mean, the thing is, is they had that whole weird thing where they didn't... They tried to, like, have no sound effects for a while. Like, I forget, the Authority had no sound effects. And it was like, guys, like, you're not too good for sound effects. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, there was just a... They don't want the... the Adam West Batman look on their on their super serious comic book. I honestly think that's what it was, Jim. I really do think it was an attempt to distance themselves from what they perceived to be their hokey past. And to me, it was a huge mistake. Like, do you think getting rid of Thought Bubbles, though, was more like trying to make it more movie-like? Yes. Well, oh, yes. It's kind of weird because here's the thing. Usually, typically, if you're getting rid of Thought Bubbles... You're replacing them with captions. But there are no captions in these comics. So, instead, everyone talks their thoughts out loud. Which is terrible. Because it doesn't always work. I mean, people talk to themselves, but, like, at the same time, like, you know, this instance of Super Patriot being on the ground saying everything that he should be thinking is a perfect example of... There's no way in fuck that he would really want Absorbing Junior to know Anne's identity. Like, he knows her name. She know, He knows that she's a nurse. <laughs> like, he knows that fucking Anne is Mighty Man. Like, Absorbing Junior knows way the fuck too much. And uh, also, too, there's the whole timing element. Like, he's talking he's taking the time to see you know say all these things i mean that's comics people people have whole conversations while jumping through the air but i'm saying that like you if you're a good comic artist you're aware of that though you you don't have rip the famous example is rip claw jumping from a tree and speaking a paragraph while he before he hits the ground right it's like you don't do that i mean and so i mean i to break kayfabe i just assume they started talking before we actually see them the talking has been going on for some time. You you shouldn't, as a creator, you shouldn't make the uh, audience do that work for you. You you should consider it, is what I'm saying. Like, if he was thinking, it would have fixed everything. Right. Because it could have had an instant realization. Like, that's what I said, his thoughts are instant. Like, whereas dialogue needs to be spoken. Although, so. it's, you know what? So here's the thing. Well, that's not true. See, I was going to say, you needed this info dump. Because if you haven't been reading Savage Dragon, do you not do you know who Urs Nance Urs, Urs Nance Stevens, uh, Nurse Ann Stevens is? Urs Stevens. But Ann has been in this book as Phyllis's roommate, where right. they've been basing their base out of. So you don't really need to explain who Ann is because we've we've known Ann for six issues. <laughs> right. Um, 
let me say real quick too, just some uh, one thing I love and one thing I'm going to goof on. Um, when Anne is in the trash, uh, the oh, that's daisy, such a good look. The daisy on her hip with the perspective on it—that's really good. But then on the opposite page, Absorbing Junior gets hit in the back of the head. There are bells drawn around his head, but you have tweet, tweet, tweet as the sound effect. Oh, you're right. Oh, jeez. Wow, I hope <laughs> someone got fired for that. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of dumb shit that I just can't not notice. Um, also, does Anne just take her skirt off? Um, yeah, when you get into a fight, you rip your skirt off from around your knees so that you can uh, run. Observing Junior is knocked out, Jim. Yes. At this point, she just wants to show her legs. I oh, do. Like yeah, you're the, right. She is wearing. She is wearing like a unitard. <laughs> right. Weird. <laughs> it's fine. I like it. I think she looks cooler without the skirt, but it's funny. At first, when I met when I reread this, I forgot. Like, I just forgot about the scene, and it makes perfect sense. And I feel like it's something you don't usually see in comics, but you know, it was something new to me where he absorbed her kind of weakened, you know, state as like a normal human. Eric confirms in the letters column that Absorbing Junior uh, absorbs the power of whoever he is physically in contact with. Right. It's not. Um, it's not. Um, not like the absorbing man parasite like a, yeah he's not like parasite from superman no i mean it's not um it's not um like he doesn't have control over it it's literally whatever he's touching right like he yeah he, it's non-voluntary like if he touched a pile of shit he'd have the power of a pile of shit you know what i'm saying so here like even though he says i've still got enough power left over to kill you like clearly like when Ann just knocks him out with a fucking rock, like right. clearly he's like a wimp. Well, that's because he she specifically touches his hand and gives him the powers of a hundred and twenty pound woman. Right. Yeah, I just in my head I assumed like if he's not touching someone, he just or well, it sounds he, like it, I, I, I just assumed his power was always that of him, what he was like this giant guy, and he would just get more strong, not that he would get weaker. Well, in a, it, which is a pretty what cool. he says here when he says I still have residual power, it suggests that once he lets go, it gradually fades over time. Right. Until That's he, the way I until he's back to his baseline, of which then can be altered by what he touches. I think what you're saying, Craig, is that he's got big fucking arms, so you'd think he'd be strong, but he's like just not strong by default. Yeah, I just didn't assume. I, I in my head, I just wasn't thinking he could get weaker. I thought he could only get stronger. <laughs> like, is it implied he's a Johnny Redbird beard creation? Uh, he says it at one point, doesn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, at one. He point, says the fantastical forces, right? Yeah, right. That's oh, right. right. They were they were Johnny Redbeard reject. So, um, yeah, Nurse Stevens' sequence here where she gets the powers, uh, I had never actually seen this rendered out. Like, this is something that was just like, you know, they talked about in Dragon or whatever. And then you got fucking like, Grandpa, and he starts, like, being shitty. And so, like, it's awesome, dude. It's yeah. awesome. Billy this, reading this stuff was great. Yeah, Billy sucks so much. I'm actually really glad I remember when he came back and he did the Mighty Man backup stuff. And we get to see how much of a little shit he actually is. It's good. Right. 
I mean, yeah. and it's always funny because he, he dress he's short and like dresses like Billy Batson, but he's right. he's a, the world's shittiest shit. Uh, did we cover this? Yeah, we did. Remember a long, not a long time ago, but do you remember when we, um, a while back in the back of mm-hmm. an issue of Savage Dragon, they reprinted a Mighty Man story from Big Bang Comics. Okay. And there was a yeah. story in there about why Billy Batson was late getting to his grandfather. And apparently it's a whole time travel thing that Mighty Man, that, uh, either Mighty Man or his opposite caused and I always thought that oh. was an interesting wrinkle in the whole thing. Cool. That was the one that looked like very Jim Starlin. Very, very Jim Starlin looking guy, yeah. Like he goes back in time and causes a bus accident and that like changes his future but restores Mighty Man's. Something like that. It was a while ago. Fake out. He seems like he's real upset and he's just like, Grandpa, oh God, he's dead. You stinking fossil. So good good dude um and slipping in the milk yeah jesus christ who slips like that <laughs> it's like throwing yourself forward like ah, i think i'll break my neck do a barrel roll <laughs> yeah, dude. just goddamn this is a complete front flip like a cartoon <laughs> she's gonna fucking eat shit and die crazy for a nurse <laughs> to, to be so reckless and, uh, you know, it's funny, too, talking about, like I said, I, I like Vic's like, art more and more on these. I don't think I've ever seen Mighty Man squat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's kind of funny because it's like, I think it really sells like this is like Anne like, coming to terms with being Mighty Man. It's good, well, dude. I love this scene. It's like, you know, she doesn't know how to switch back. She doesn't know what happened. She's all freaked out. So she's just kind of held up inside her house. There's freaking out as like <laughs> Mighty Man. Yeah, dude. It's I mean, a great it, little scene. It is great. Like, this whole sequence is fucking great. Although it is hilarious that Anne thought she needed to, like, pour the milk out as she just retraced her steps. Maybe that's the <laughs> trick. Maybe we got to pour milk out and slip in order to become Mighty Man. <laughs> that's it, you know? Shazoom! <laughs> Gotta eat shit. That's how you become Mighty Man. Yeah, if you're not about to break your neck from a slip, then you're not going to become Mighty Man. That's how um, Bobby Bierman did it. He just jumped in front of cars. <laughs> I think, uh, I will say that I think Vic is working on his women. Um, I think they look a lot more natural in this issue. Like, a lot. Like, all of them look a lot more natural. Although, Hordus, on the flip side of the coin, we get some incredibly oogie Hordus in this issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, wacky, dude. Um, so, so right off the bat, I find it interesting that Anne just reveals her identity to the entire crew, including Chel- uh, Chelsea. Didn't you feel kind of like Super Patriot, like, forced the issue? Sound, it, that's definitely what it feels like, yeah. Otherwise, she wouldn't have, like, probably wanted to do it, you know what I mean? But she's on this team, so they need to know. Yeah, but know? Chelsea's a secretary. Well, they're clearly very bad at their job. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't tell the soup secretary. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. Bro, I am sorry, but, like, there's a point where they're kissing the secretary's ass. Hold on here. Where they're, like, they're kissing Chelsea's ass. Get a load of this dialogue. 
Tell me this isn't the most uh, made-up-about-computers phrase ever. Chelsea goes, excuse me, I've reprogrammed the computer for instant file access and automatic program duplication. Is there anything else before I head home? Meaningless. Means nothing. Hmm. What did you really do, Chelsea? Instant file access? Doesn't anyone she who backed t- up the servers. Yeah, basically she created a back door that she could hack in at any time. Instant file access, dude. Nah, it's just funny. They don't know what she's talking about. They're just like, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Rapture looks at her and goes, I used to turn tricks. <laughs> I was a whore. <laughs> um, no, nah, dude, it is, I guess, like, uh, Super Patriot is kind of like, bros, we got a situation. Like, this goddamn nurse is Mighty Man. And they're like, well... I don't know. They don't seem too bothered by it. Dart is like kind of showing awesome leadership by yeah. just immediately being like, let's go train. I don't know. I think they're all being kind of shitty to her considering she's been doing this for a couple of months. Just fine. I mean, it's nice that they want to help her, but it, it, they make it sound like she's a rank amateur. And I mean, she's in, well, she's inexperienced, she's, in, she's in but you know, she's held her own so far. She's fine. Yeah, but I think that whole time they just thought that she was, like, whatever, Bobby Berman yeah. that had all this experience. And now you're like, oh, shit, wait, it's just some, like, rando nurse. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know you're, if I feel so comfortable about this. You're idiots. That's your fault. Yeah, but, I mean, imagine, like, like the big gun on your team. Like, Mighty Man. Like, it's basically, like, Shazam. Imagine that, like, you just learn that Shazam is just, like, a dope. Well, think about it. Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Thank you, Raven. Captain Marvel is just a kid. So when you find out that, do you just start not respecting him? Yeah. Fuck kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I'm sorry. You'd be a liar. Uh, you're a liar, dude. If you said that, like, you learned that, like, your superpowered, like, strong lightning god guy was just a kid, that you would not be a little shook up, you'd be shook up. Come on. Tell the truth for once in your life, Purcell. I don't know. It really <laughs> You'd be depe- okay with it. It really depends how much I am, am aware of uh, Captain Marvel's okay. deeds. No, I've got a perfect example. Imagine, Jim, a mysterious benefactor agrees to pay your rent. Convinces you, we'll say. Okay. They're going to pay your rent for like two years. And okay. you let them. And then one day you go outside and there's just a little kid playing with a ball by your car. And you're like, hey, stupid little kid, get away from my car. I'm about to drive. And they go, I'm your benefactor, Jim. I mean, did the checks cash? You then I'm then I'm golden. (laughs) I don't believe you. I don't believe you, dude. You'd be weirded out. Anyway, Rapture's uh, origin was incredibly surprising to me. I was really not prepared for this at all. Did you expect to get two origins for the price of one? I did not. Like, it I, just seems to get thrown in there. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. We're going this way now? Yeah. Just just like, here it is. Like, boom. Oh, you wanted... And that was the thing is like, okay, obviously Mighty Man's secret revealed right on the cover. So I'm like, oh, cool. I get to see this sequence play out. Oh, P.S. Fucking here's Rapture's origin too. What the hell? Like, so what? I'm actually pissed off. Oh, that we never see this cool skeleton version of Rapture again. I oh, yeah, it is pretty. Cool. Why hasn't Why hasn't Malcolm gone all skeleton? I know, dude. 
took the words right out of my mouth. It's like, are you kidding me? He, sh- he should have went all skeleton when he bought Thor last issue. Yes, he should have. It's weird because I just kind of finished flipping through that Geiger uh, comic. Yeah. And it's very, very same effects kind of. With the skeleton kind of coming through the, the full body. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah, I agree with yeah, you, Jim. I, I would love to see this. I never knew this origin story at all. I just Me assumed, I just assumed she had powers. Me too. Which is because yeah, Doctor Nirvana just experimenting on her, so she's tied in with Mighty Man's whole thing. I and, know. I, and I and I guess he was trying to create lightning powers because Mighty Man has lightning stuff going on. Right. Well, that's what he said. He wanted to turn around and give himself powers if it worked. Bro, listen, can I, all right, I'm glad we're talking about this. Listen, okay, things that Savage Dragon never bothered to fuck with that I would love to see explored to learn that there is a connection between Rapture's powers and Mighty Man's powers. Yeah. It's why, never touched on. Why is that never touched on with Malcolm? Does he have a piece of Mighty Man in him? Right. Like, it seems huge, Right. Like, doesn't it seem huge? Yeah, I mean, is it is it actually tied in with the Mighty Man powers, though? Or I mean, is it just an a experiment by Dr. Yeah, Nirvana? he's trying to duplicate his powers, but he wound up creating lightning powers instead. Right. But it's not like he's siphoning something from Mighty right. Man to me. He's just trying to duplicate them and like a, like a, make a fake Mighty Man. But I'm just saying, whatever the whatever, how flim, however flimsy the connection, like it's still there. But then it's weird. Why is her power passed on? Well, genetically, that was was my question too, because it's a little weird with Eric's like genetics as a rule, anyway. But it seems to be implied that powers you gain can be passed on. It's like what can't be passed on? Um, Oh, so basically, Rapture could be negated. Because she wasn't born with yeah. her powers. Correct, but Malcolm probably couldn't because he was born with his powers. Um, but no, because he has lost his lightning powers before by being negated. Oh, you're right. He loses his... Oh, he, you're right! He loses his lightning and his super aim uh, primarily when he gets negated. He's still strong, but he's not regenerative. So he had to get those back through blood transfusion. So those are those are powers... So I guess that was the clue that these are not natural powers, they are additive powers thank you that actually makes the fact that Malcolm loses his lightning powers when he's negated actually make more sense right because if if, if if she was just a mutant who had lightning powers and passed them on like for example I don't think you well yeah you I don't think you can negate angel or Jennifer because those are mutant powers yeah they're, they're like gods are. they would have been born with them right right I don't know. It's a little screwy. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it no, hasn't it been thought sense. that deeply. It makes sense. But tying tying Rapture into this makes Chelsea Nirvana even a better villain for Freak Force. Yeah, it you, does. You actually see her react to this because she's snooping, and it yeah. right. and it seems like she's reacting because she find it, because it's a tied in with her father. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she's looking for like an angle on it, like a manipulation or like a way to duplicate Rapture's powers or what, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, we don't know what she's. Well, thinking. she's just pissed because she finds out that raptures. Is that a piss? Is, is that a pissed face or is that an excited face? Looks pissed to me. Fists shaking. Yeah, I took it as pissed, like that she caused her father's. Oh, that's right. She was the one who put his father in the coma. Right. right. So yeah, that's pissed because she's the one who put her father in the coma. Right. Although considering Chelsea goes and beats him up, I think that she'd be happy about that. But who fucking knows? Her screwy mind. Yeah. I also like the dialogue. I think Hortus has uh, got really great dialogue there. Even though, you know, I mean, it's on brand, but also it's just funny. So you're right about Hortus looking funky. But at the same time, so she looks fine in everything except straight on shots. Right. She yeah, looks yeah. she looks great in profile. She looks great in three fourths. In fact, she actually looks good on um the fifth panel of the scene with Horridus and Rapture. She has almost she's almost like Frank Fosco esque with her like jaw there. Well I was gonna say Frank brings in the big lips. Does he? Like yeah, at, at like dinner, during his TMNT run, he has Horridus with the big lips. And I swear I don't think Eric really draws her that way. Oh absolutely I think, not. I think Eric gives her more like a beak. Like I a, think he also avoids milk. this angle for that reason. Well, yeah, she's going to be weird looking. She What's look- funny is it, it's not that Hortus looks like she wouldn't look. It's just she doesn't look cool because it's a straight on shot. But, like, she wouldn't. I mean, she's never drawn with lips. She's got, like, a beak. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. It's, it's all kinds of. But then, like, what's funny is that. That's that Vic Bridges touch, baby. Like, he's he's still shaking off some of the oog factor. Yeah. Like, the very last panel looks like Mighty Man's here to stay. Everything's drawn awesome about that, except for Mighty Man's mouth. I don't know. He's got that little, like, goofy grin. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's like a Todd McFarlane goofy grin, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Mc- Mighty Man's a goofy guy. Maybe. His polka dot pants are fucking goofy. Oh, yeah. How about those also, her, her ass jeans? is very long. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's just waist high style jeans. pants. Yeah. <laughs> waist highs instead of like hip huggers. And then let me ask you, bros. Is this ant the spaceship? From yeah, from, previous... last, from last issue. Yeah. It crashed yeah, in the thought, Amazon. I thought it was. I just wanted to check. Something's going on. It has apparently decided that the optimal life form on Earth is this fucking ant. <laughs> yeah, and it rep- replicates it. It roblicates it. So, one cool thing Eric does in this issue, in the letters pages, is that he reprints like a whole bunch of like relevant panels to the uh, Anne Stevens Mighty Man mystery. So those who, for some odd reason, wouldn't have been reading Savage Dragon, can be re. <laughs> Can can find out all of the uh, all of the uh, clues. I loved it. Um, I loved that he included these, like all these panels that sort of like uh, hip you in on things. Uh, I love that it's just all here for you. Um, it's crazy what a big reveal this was, and he just let it happen in this other book. Yeah, I like mean, it I, says ten years in the making. I think he did it on purpose just to give uh, Brie Force the rub. You know, I swear to God, dude, like how that's kind of like how Eric for uh, image 10th anniversary, like gave Dragon's origin to it. Yeah. It always feels like he's got an ace in the hole to like help things like be important. You know what I mean? 
Um, what are you guys' feelings on Capeless Mighty Man? Wait a minute. On the create a character contest? Yeah, the cre- the create a oh. character. Mighty Man, the air. Which is pretty cool. It's like full circle. Like he, he entered a Marvel one. Wait. Yeah, it inspired the Using oh. Mighty Man. So that's what that is. That's Eric's drawing. Yeah, those are Eric's drawings. Uh, Wait, were these ones that were destroyed in the fire? I would imagine, yeah. Because the fire hasn't happened yet, right? I thought it already happened. I thought so, too. I'm pretty sure it did. I would imagine these are gone, but, like, the thing is, is that, like, he talks about the character contest that that Marvel did that inspired the Jimbo contest. And this is the picture of Mighty Man. Like, just think how shitty it would have been if Marvel was like, yeah, cool, we'll take this Mighty Man. We'll We'll take this Captain Marvel. We'll take it. Yeah. It's crazy to think that Eric almost gave Marvel Mighty Man, Horridus, and Super Patriot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Also, I would have... I don't think Mar- Marvel wouldn't have never taken Mighty Man just because of the Shazam factor. The, the Captain Marvel they already got Shazam a factor. perfectly good Captain Marvel and Warlock and everyone else with a lightning bolt on their chest. Um, There's a letter that I simply must read and I will read it as quick as possible but what a doozy (laughs) this letter is I'll go so fast I promise you alright dear freak force I would like to said you guys have a hit on your hand and Victor Bridges and Inker Mike Miller doing a good job and in issue 4 guest star Vanguard and the rest of the team. I like Dart. Mighty Man, Rapture, Ricochet, Super <laughs> Patriot, Barbaric. Is Super Patriot going to leave Freak Force and replace him Is the Savage Dragon and I like to see him join the Freak Force and Megaton, New Suit, and Ultra Girl and introducing uh, Asian male martial arts with Telstaff, Throwing Stars, Lasso, Smoke Bombs, Stunt Gun, Shield. Call the Vigilante or Dark Justice. He Rider, a Yamaha YZF 600. And spotlight on Rapture. She looked like a hooker, but give her new suit and new look. And give Ricochet a boyfriend. Young African-American male. Same age as Ricochet. <laughs> Let's see some story on gang members. KKK, rapes, child beating, drug war, drive-by shooting. Marty Livesey, Los Angeles, California. P.S. Please send me a new subscription sheet with Freak Force and Spawn Savage Dragon the Pack. Youngblood Pigeon, 13, Deathblow Shadowhawk. How about new Freak Force poster drawn by Keith Giffen? Artist Vic Bridges and Inker Mike Miller. With new team members, Megaton Ultra Girl. New Vigilante or Dark Justice. Do you have an, any iron on? Wow. To which a reply is we couldn't make up letters like this if we tried. What the fuck? It's you have to read it. I tried to like you know pause and do run on sentences as much as I can, but you have. To, if dear listener, if you have Freak Force number six, you have to read that letter. It's off the goddamn wall. Um, Craig, he also confirms that Absorbing Junior was visually a parody of John Byrne. Oh, another one. Yep, says Burns used that same starfish-shaped body so many times I've gotten sick of it. <laughs> says the letter writer. Uh, yeah. 
Eric says at this point in time, at least, that uh, the all the Byrne parody stuff was gentle ribbing, and that he likes John Byrne. Um, apparently, like Frank Miller was a huger influence than what I thought. Which you know, you think about like the talking TV newscaster heads, like makes total sense. And a lot of people tried to guess the Mighty Man like reveal. Uh, some people got it one hundred percent perfect. And some people were fucking 100% wrong. It's fucking awesome to read like how close some people were and how entirely wrong other people were. Um, yeah, man, it, it's cool to see Eric talking about the 1940s, like uh, Gary Carlson's uh, 1940s comic, Big Bang Comics. Like, there's just so much good shit in here, dude. Uh, read these. Read these letters, my dudes. Like it's a it's a real time capsule. So we get one final post uh, letters scene mm-hmm. where we see Dragon and Absorbing Junior. So this is you know funny, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really deal with the problem of Absorbing Junior knowing who Ann Stevens is. Uh, right. Which you'd think there would have been just like an offhand mention of that. You can't. Like, I can't remember anything that happened after I got hit in the head or something. But, mm-hmm. no, it's just posturing. <laughs> it's also funny to note, you think about in these early days, uh, sh- they didn't have Stronghold Penitentiary. That's so, true. you know, just like they just threw Vanguard and Dragon, or Vanguard in, like, the Chicago PD basement, I guess. In fact, this is the same gear Vanguard was put in. Right. It's right. got it's got, it's got all those... Uh, well, it's got all the Dave Johnson tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think about this ultimate character creating contest runners-up? So we've been reading these issues right along. I don't remember the contest being mentioned anywhere. Did I forget? Yeah, it definitely was. I forget which issue. But... I feel like it was, at least. So, yeah, this is a bunch of, like, runner-up characters for that contest. Because, of course, the Jimbo issue is coming up in Savage Dragon with the winner. Um, and I didn't realize that there were more contest runner-ups in the Freak Force issue. Uh, as well as some of the upcoming Dragon issues. So what do you think of some of these designs? Pretty cool, actually. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm glad Jimbo won. But, like, compared to some of the stuff that ran in Dragon... I was like, oh, well, in the right hands, these could be solid characters. Honestly, of these ones, the only one I think is any really good is Hybrid. The rest all seem a little uh, derivative or goofy. (laughs) Derivative. You're talking about Red Colossus? Well, yeah, we got Red Colossus and we got Starfire. Uh, What else we got here? We got uh, Shang Tsung. Greg, no love, uh, no help, no. Yeah, I think they're okay. I think this the, the guys in this issue are better than what we saw in the others. That's true. I think these are some of the better ones. Um, this love a hate guy actually reminds me of uh, the red, the red and uh, the red and white guy uh, from recent Dragon. Um, I forget Torment? what it is. Torment, yes. I think uh, you got a, a pretty bold, like, he's the worst, easily. Like, and the other guy's clearly a spawn ripoff. But, like, 
love hate, but then a big peace belt buckle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my! So yeah, and then this time we get the. Uh, did you guys say this was a parody of Daredevil? If you haven't yeah, seen yeah, Dra- Daredevil ad. Yeah, if you haven't seen Dragon lately, you're a dork. It's good. This is the second or third time we've seen that now, right? Yeah, I think it's just filler when they don't have anything else to run. And then uh, back cover goes to the sculpture one more time. Gotta push that sculpture. Craig, do you have the sculpture? I do not. I'm not a fan of it. Ooh, hot take. I mean, the fin's wrong, so I'm not a fan of it either. I mean, it looked good back in the day. It didn't age well, but I'm not a fan, really, of statues anyway. So, Action figures are way cooler. Yeah, possibility, bro. Yeah, so... I, I just, yeah. What do you guys... For uh, the price. How are you guys feeling about... Well, like, hold on. I, we got the two perspectives, and I like to hear them. Craig, what do you think about this shit when you read it back in the day? I, you know, I don't think I read this when they came out. I think I was already done collecting. I definitely bought all the back issues out, like, at one time when I got back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to sell them on SavageDragon.com and stuff like that. So you, you learned that Mighty um, Man was Ann Stevens in Dragon? No, I think... when I, I can't remember when I got back into it. If I read these first or flipped through them, I, I can't remember honestly of when I re- made that connection. But uh, I definitely have read these for a long time, you know. And rereading them is a lot. I forgot, um, and I just I don't know. Like you were feeling better about Freak Force, and I was feeling a little worse about Freak Force after reading these issues in a way. Because I felt like there was it, like like raptures thing. I forgot that it happened like right after Mighty Man's reveal. Like Rapture just goes into this, and I felt like I don't know. It was just a weird kind of side thing. I don't know. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it just I, felt felt weird, like an afterthought. Well, this issue thing. doesn't have a lot of action to it, so I can kind of see that it's a lot of like talking and explaining and recapping. So I can kind of see that how how you would might not like this issue. Well, to me, what yeah. worked about it was that it's like okay on the cover, you know, Mighty Man is going to have his shit revealed, and in fact, they do it on the second page, right? Like right. there's Anne. So it's kind of like well, they you know that's not the big reveal of the issue; that's the beginning of the issue, and so it's kind of neat to me in that. You, without much fanfare, you just sort of like, oh shit, and by the way, you know, Rapture has ties to Mighty Man through Dr. Nirvana, you got fucking Chelsea Nirvana, you know, right there, like, it's actually stitching together, for me, things are kind of starting to, like I said, like gel, like they're starting to come together, so it didn't quite feel so much as throwaway as that was sort of like your your curveball reveal, you know what I mean? Or that's just how I felt anyway. But I get, I get where you would feel different. Like, cause it did, it did sort of just like all PS. You just sitting on a bed talking to Hortus. It wasn't any kind of like big shocking kind of thing, you know? Right. It was pretty funny how, uh, Rapture is like pouring her heart out and Hortus doesn't get it. Yeah. Simpleton. Because it's Hortus. 
Right. Probably the worst Savage Dragon character, if I'm honest. My parents thought I was a demon. The worst Savage Dragon character. You gonna say that with Bubble Boy alive? I mean, to be fair, Bubble Boy is supposed to be a joke. Portis <laughs> Get is, out of town. Portis is supposed to be a character. But I've never liked her character. The, be- the best I ever liked her was when she got married to Rex and had a kid. And it felt like she was finally, like, evolving. But then we haven't seen her in freaking forever. That's the thing with the character. I feel like it would have been cool if over time she evolved and wasn't a dumbass. <laughs> and, and that seems to have been what was happening once she married to Rex and became a mother. But then we didn't see her forever, so then it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it is kind of like I was literally thinking about that kid today. Like we read the, I always read like the night before in prep, and like I was just thinking, I was like, "Where is Daisy? Where is what? Daisy? Indeed, where is that goddamn kid, dude? It's been too long. Why isn't she here, making out with Maxine and the and the Janney twins right now? She, how old would she be at this point? Probably, probably like a young adult or an older teen. I mean, like, 10 or 11, right? Man, would she be that young? Because, like, At least, last yeah. time I saw her, I could have sworn she was, like, 5. Maybe 3. Oh, she was 5? I maybe, thought she Maybe was she like... was still a toddler. I mean, she's half, de- she's half demon, half quarter space alien. She could look like anything at this point. It is honestly, though, just crazy that, like, Daisy has not shown up at all. Like, like we've seen Freak Force several times, and we've not heard hide nor hair of daisy it's just like what yeah hortus hortus's post savage world character is kind of just there like for like she had a backup where she fell in love with powerhouse but then the wreck stuff happened and then we just never saw her again i get what you're saying i so yes she is still she is my probably least favorite like recurring savage dragon character at least from the early days i like her because she's a unique visual and I like her because she's also got a unique voice to go with that. Okay. So, like, definitely, like, identity-wise, strong as hell. I, I mean, I get if, it. I mean, she's inexperienced and naive, but it never really gets played up properly. It's always just she comes across as, like, clueless and a dumbass, which is just not very endearing to me. Yeah. I guess. Because, again, because she, like I said, she, the as far as I know, as far as I recall... Her character never evolves past that during the original Image Universe run. How smart do you want her to get? Like, I mean, like man? functioning adult would be fine. <laughs> like, do you want her like so, verbal pattern to change? So the daughter's name is Dixie. Dixie, Dixie. yeah, that, yeah, that sounded wrong. Two, I said Daisy. I was thinking of Vic's art. So get off my sack. <laughs> First appearance of Savage Dragon one forty. Damn. That is over a hundred issues ago. So she'd be fourteen. So she's so maybe teenager. not that old. Yeah, but still though, she's like a teenager though. There's a lot you could do with her, dude. She could be like a genius because of her dad. I mean, where's uh, where's Anne's kid too? I mean, she's got to be in like twelve or something by now. She's Mighty Man, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She's hanging out with Super Patriot, getting taught how to murder people. We have right. seen her recently. She's getting killing lessons. <laughs> he like sold from a soldier from an old soldier. He's like, well, you just got to turn your feelings off, like we did in Nam. <laughs> I 
If I make no one else laugh but me, I feel good. <laughs> At any rate, you goddamn wet blanket motherfuckers, you. Uh, it has been a blast. Uh, I'm coming around. Uh, like, uh, So we got the Craig perspective. Jim, Like, wh- where are you at? Where you feel? Well, how you feeling as a first-time reader? I'm uh, splitting the difference between the both of you. I'm actually really enjoying it, but I agree with Craig that this last issue, while on the surface seems like a good issue, is actually a bit shit. Really? Well, okay, <laughs> that was a bit harsh, but it it, it it does it on the second read. It does lack a little something because it is all either recaps or origin story or. Basically, the Absorbing Junior fight didn't last very long, I guess is the bottom line. But it all looked very good. I really like Vic Bridges' art. And I think it is going to lead somewhere. Uh, so, you know, it'll get there. Just to tie it together, you would also like John Burns' art. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you No, no you, you would. <laughs> like, if you like Vic Bridges' art, you would like John Burns. I... Like, Okay, so this is going to be really hard to explain. Uh-huh. The fact that Bridges' art is vaguely Byrne-esque, but it's not, I guess, as refined as Byrne, makes it better. I get it. More endearing? It's just, it just, I don't know, it seems more honest. <laughs> honest? <laughs> like, at this point, at this point in history, Byrne is an old hand, so he is churning this shit out. And Vic uh-huh. is still new, so he's still learning. So we're we're seeing Vic learn. Whereas very soon here, uh, Burn is going to kind of stop learning and start unlearning. <laughs> you say Burn's going to start unlearning? His latest work is some of the is awful, like really <laughs> bad. Really, uh, and and at some point, but do you think that's just part of like an artist's eyes okay, going or something? No, I don't be. believe that's the case because you guys got like Eric who just spends his entire life improving. Like, if you're a great artist, you just improve your entire life, and I'm sure Burn thinks he's improved. But I think anybody who is a fan of Burn, uh, like, like in this period, would say his current stuff is inferior by leaps and bounds. It's not like Eric that has simplified things, but is still like really doing, you know, crazy things. Burn just doesn't doesn't evolve. <laughs> He's regressed in your opinion. Yeah. From what what I have seen, it is a lot worse. It was a lot worse in the early 2000s. It was a lot worse in the late 90s when he went was uh when he was doing like freaking Namor at uh, Marvel. Uh I think that stuff looks like real shit, but I think that also had a lot to do with how the coloring was done. Um, I know this isn't related to anything, so I'm sorry. This is going to sound very out of uh, left field, but um, in the letters column, Eric says, Super Patriot was born in 1923. He is 71 this year. Quick quiz, do you guys know how old Super Patriot is this year in 2021? He's going to be 100. Eric's talked about yeah, this. He, is 90, he is 98. This was a good question, but unfortunately it's been talked about. <laughs> He's 98. He's not 100. We got two more years. What? It's uh, 94 plus 21. 1923. Sorry. Uh, 31. No, 21. No, 31. 23. 
No. I was right the There's first time. There's a 98 year difference between 1923 and Oh, right, right. Sorry. It's 21 plus, uh, plus 6. So it's actually 27. So 27 plus 71 is 97. Just, I, just I, I, say I guess 20, you're right. I guess he is 98. Yeah, just say 2021 minus 1923. He's 98. Two more Why years. Why did I think it was this year? Sorry, what? Craig, you got covered up. Yeah, I'm saying, why did I think it was this year? Because we talked about it recently. Is it a different maybe, date. Yeah. Maybe maybe Eric's got future plans that he just wanted to see test the waters on. So, because on the wiki it says his date of birth is seven four twenty one. Oh. 21? Well, he would be a hundred then. Yeah. But in the letters column, Eric says he's uh, born in 1923. Well, maybe it got adjusted at some point. Well, well no, I'm going to say that this was right and that he's just fucked up. The wiki's wrong, not the letters column. Well, look at the he did um he did character profiles on one one of the. It's issues. a well known fact that letters column are the least canonical of all <laughs> extemporaneous materials. True, true. Well, then the, then it would make him a hundred. Okay. Well, hey, we lost two years. Sorry, big guy. This is just this must have been the Kirkman years. They got retconned out or something. Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right, well, never mind. I thought that was cool, but it turned out to be dog shit. Ruined by the wiki. Just like the Savage Dragon Companion book, too. Honk. (laughs) I think we should wrap this one up and get on to uh, whatever we do next. Yep. Um, (laughs) Our next business. Mm -hmm. Thank you, dear listener, uh, for listening to Freak Force. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Craig, why don't you tell them where they can send us correspondence? savagefincast at gmail.com write us in tell us what you thought we'll uh, read your letters on air I have strong opinions about creators I should probably do something about that (laughs) thanks for listening everybody